I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind, where we talk about what it looks like to thrive in motherhood as the free, confident, joy-filled women God has called us to be. Today, you are getting a very special inside look into what a coaching session with me is like. You are actually going to be hearing a conversation with one of my clients, Emily, who is currently working on finding the confidence and the strategy for launching her own coaching business, which is just so fun and exciting for me to watch and witness and be a part of. Um, Now, I'm not a business coach. You know, most of my work with clients is more so about working through anxiety, overcoming anger, feeling more empowered as a mom and a wife and being able to really walk in freedom. But because so much of building and growing a business does rely on having a healthy mindset and strong beliefs and confidence to both serve and to sell well, I I do love working with women in this capacity and offering the bit of expertise that I myself have gained since launching my own business and also working with my own business coach. And I also just love to hold women accountable to their big goals and their big dreams because really when the fear comes, which you know, there's always fear that comes, it can be so tough to move forward on your own and that's where coaching can be so helpful if if not crucial to entrepreneurs so First in our session, you will hear us talking about how she's working on growing her confidence as a mom through the action steps that I had assigned to her from our last session and how these challenges that she's experiencing are actually serving her by enabling her to better serve other women in the future, specifically in a coaching capacity. But then we dove into her first steps of becoming a coach. What is her next right move? What is keeping her stuck in place? For her, it was it was a lot of these have tos. Oh, I have to have a website. I have to have an email list. And I walked her through why that kind of thinking is flawed and actually could keep her from making her first clients. We we talked about building community for her ideal clients through a Facebook group. I, I answered some questions for her on how to narrow down her niche. And ultimately, I empowered her to take action now from the belief that she already is a coach and already can step into that space of coaching and empowering moms. So Emily is still working through some fears and that's okay. We're all still working through fears, myself included. And one of Emily's fears is, how do I know that this isn't just going to be another failure? How do I know that I can actually do this and that I actually have value to offer? And if anything, I hope that as you guys are listening, that you start to feel a little less afraid. Like maybe it is possible to create the thing you want to create or achieve the dreams you want to achieve. Maybe it is possible that your past failures are at, were actually designed to now help you reach this next point where you're actually able to experience success. So clearly we covered a lot in this one session alone, and I do hope it's an encouragement to you that it empowers you and that it maybe opens your mind a little to what working with a coach can really do for you. Um, If you are curious to know more about my coaching program or you just want to hop on a free 30-minute clarity call with me so we can discuss your goals and figure out whether working with me might be a good fit for you, uh, you can click the link in the show notes or go to my website at soulcarefortheneumom.com forward slash coaching. Okay, without further ado, here is my session with Emily. Uh, what time did you wake up this morning? Um, 
like five minutes before you messaged me. So. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so this is like first thing in the morning. All right, let's start the morning off good then. All right, let me pull up my notes from last week. Um, okay, so let's review how your action steps went, and then we'll just go from there. Okay. All right, so did you get a chance to try journaling out a little bit in that prompt that I suggested? Yes, I wrote it down, and I made a new declaration. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me go out. Okay. Well, let, me, let me hear it. I mean, you don't have to read the whole journal prompt, but just um, what kind of things did you notice, or what was the biggest thing that stood out? So um, the prompt was that I wouldn't be good enough for coaching. Um, and I figured out it just comes from fear of like not knowing the what ifs and like just the little itty bitty things. Mm -hmm. um, and then also like we've talked before about like just like not having that like college education or whatever that others get to, I don't know, hold proudly. Um, so it's that. And then I think um yeah so just the like little things but I have evidence because I'm already like breaking out of the season of like the little unknown so I feel like it's just something just a little fear that's like holding me back from so much I'm like after I wrote that down I was like you know what it's not that bad like I got this <laughs> you know like I can do it very true very true um what about your declaration you said you come up with a new one what was yeah, that? so this one was for, like, when me and McKenna are out, like, out of the house, and I can, like, just feel that, like, rage coming on, and just, like, oh, my gosh, why won't she sit down, or oh, my gosh, why can't I keep myself calm, and I don't know if it's a good one, but this is what I came up with. Um, today, I will choose to give McKenna and myself grace as we conquer this day. Mm, I love that, and what, what, is, what does conquering mean to you? What, what does that look like? Just calmly, just being calm. Like, yeah, just being a calm mom and just like not getting upset when she's upset because I mean, she's little, like she doesn't, she doesn't see the world I see it. And I'm starting to like actually realize that. Um, so like that control part is slowly going away. <laughs> Good. Well, it, and I feel like we keep coming back to this theme of, I want to be a calm mom. Like that yeah. to you is like, it's this big thing that you aspire to, that motivates you, that you want to, you know, it makes you feel like you're conquering your day. This idea of you being calm. And yeah. I just like, I feel like, like, because that matters so much to you, I'm wondering if this is exactly the kind of way that God wants to use you to minister to others. Because okay. how I've been feeling too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so tell me about that. Like when you think about like when I coach moms, like coaching them on how to be calm, like does that sit right with you? What kind of things are you thinking about? Yeah, it does. But it's funny because I'm like, I told you, like, I'm in like almost uh, like a battle with myself. Like, I'm like, oh, can I really be calm? And I'm like, yeah, Emily, yes, you can be calm. Um, but it sits well with me because like, I know that people will be comfortable with it because like you shared your story. And like, I'm like, okay, look, I'm working with somebody who has already gone through it. Like, it's just, I think, maybe it'll be able to give like hope to other moms like she's already been through it so like 
you know, if she can get through it, why can't I? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the hope is a big piece because if you don't first offer hope, they're not going to want to work with you. They're not going to see the need to invest. So that's the first thing. Like you first have to give them a picture of like, Hey, there actually is hope. It actually is possible to be a calm, gentle, loving mother, even when things are chaotic, even when you're out and about and your toddler's throwing a fit in the, in the phone store and everything feels like it's crumbling, you still have that strength. And you know that because you yeah. are experiencing this and you're growing in this way. So yeah, that yeah. piece is everything. Um, that's huge. Okay. So now if we take it a step further, Besides the hope, if you were to offer maybe a strategy or offer some sort of tool or some sort of technique or tip, what would you maybe offer? Just just one thing. Um, to not listen to the lies that are being put in your head and not like getting it confused with like God's voice and like the enemy. Because I feel like I was... I'm very much victim, like, oh, is this God telling me I could be a calm mom, or is it the enemy? So, like, trying to, like, figure that out, and then, like, reassuring it with, like, the Bible of, like, how God doesn't want me to be an anxious mom, and, like, be slow to anger, like, that has been, like, look, you can do it, Emily, like, it's not God saying that you can, it's the devil trying to tell you you can't be a good, a good, calm patient mom um so yeah absolutely i think that one of the biggest things that you will have to offer women is the ability to really walk them through their own mind drama or whatever it is you want to call it like their mindset stuff their ne i mean the negative mindset like it all just comes back to like you as a coach are responsible for showing them that they do have a say in what they do with their thoughts and whether they believe the truth or whether they believe the lies and what they cling to and what they find truth in. So I would say, I want you to be thinking about, you know, how do I personally make sure that I don't confuse God's voice with the enemy's voice? And how can I maybe turn that into a strategy that I then offer mom? So like for me, I offer declarations and you absolutely can do the same thing. You can call it something else if you want, or you can just straight up call it declarations because it's such a great word. And I'm like, I love it, but you can do whatever you want with that. But if that is something that is empowering you, you and working for you, find a way to turn that into something that you now offer women. Everything that has ever helped you move forward can be turned into a strategy or a tool that you then give to other women. But first you have to really pinpoint, okay, well, what is it that's been helping me? What is it exactly? Yeah. What are the strategies? Is it a tool? Is it a technique? Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm, I just want you to be thinking about that. Um, but let's go back to your action steps. Um, so you said you've been seeking declarations over yourself and that you feel like it's been helping. Is it making you feel less like a victim? Yes. Good. Okay. Good. That's what I like to hear. Yep. Okay. And we talked about setting boundaries and how you feel like there's this like relief now, like, oh, yes. like a weight is off your shoulders. Okay. Yay. All right. Well, tell me, what do you want to talk about today? I don't really know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. That's okay. Well, I know that, um, you know, the, the very first call that we did last week, we talked about how you have, you have two main goals. 
let's talk let's talk a little bit more about the being a nicer mom and being less angry because i think this is going to continue to come up because we never reach it like there's no day when you wake up and you're like i am the nice mom because at any given moment you could act the complete opposite yeah so when you do let's say react in a not nice way or you react out of anger what kind of things do you do you tell yourself or what kind of thoughts are you having about yourself when you're in those moments when I'm in those moments well I'm seeming to catch myself way quicker so I can like I am like okay I'm like I'm I just yelled or I just like got onto her when I shouldn't have got onto her so um I almost feel like guilty while I'm like going through the process because like I'm noticing it um like as I'm doing it so I'll stop myself but like I don't even want to have to like you know like stop myself like I want to know like does that make sense like (laughs) it does it well it's almost like you I mean in a way that a lot of us think we want to wake up one day and just not it just not be a thing anymore. We just don't want to have the struggle anymore. We want to like reach it. And yeah. so I'm not surprised that there's a little bit of guilt that comes in where you're like, I just want to be better than this. I just want yeah. to make it. Let me ask you for my expectations with that for sure. <laughs> yes. Well, well, I, well, you're right. Like there are some expectations that need to be adjusted, but also from now on, and I know like this is, this is a little bit like you kind of have to take a step back and really look at it from a different perspective. But from now on, I want you to start looking at every experience that you're having as a mom through the lens of how this can help serve another woman in the future. So if you are, you know, let's go back to like the, the example when you were in the phone store with McKenna and she was having like this meltdown and you're starting to get anxious and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. And you're, you know, maybe getting a little bit angry or frustrated. If you were to take a step back and look at how you're handling it, look at maybe the guilt that you're feeling or the frustration that you're feeling, I want you to start asking yourself, does this really serve me? And if another woman was going through this and in these same shoes and I was coaching her, would I think that that guilt is serving her? Or what would I maybe coach her to feel or to think instead? Like, I, I know that that's kind of like, it's kind of meta. Like you kind of have to take a step back and like, well, I like that. Yeah. But look at it from a different lens, but I think you would have more <laughs> grace for yourself. I think that you would be able to be more gentle in the way that you're thinking about yourself. It, Every situation that you encounter from here on out is an opportunity for self-coaching. And when you self-coach, you become more equipped to coach others. So what do you think about that? I like that a lot. Okay. Yeah, I like that a lot because I like the thought of looking at it in a different perspective. Yeah. And not being like, give myself grace because I actually did, like looking back now, I actually did really good in the store. Um as hectic as it was and then all the other stuff that followed like I've handled this I feel this week really totally different Mm -hmm. because I probably would have had like panic attack after panic attack but just like declaring over myself that I'm a mom and just like being real with myself that not everybody has it together like yeah that's right so if you were to 
take a step back and see like, okay, this is, you know, I'm actually doing really well. This is an opportunity for me to grow. This is an opportunity for me to, you know, later learn a skill that I can then coach other women through. Does it make you feel less guilty? Yeah. 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 And, and when you don't feel guilty, what do you feel instead? I'm proud of myself. Like, oh yeah. Like you have pride in yourself. Yeah. Which is something I've never had. Like I've never been prideful. Um, I'm just proud of myself. This week I've been very proud of myself. So I love that home. I'm writing that down as a victory because that's huge. Um, especially yeah. if that's not something that you usually usually feel about yourself. And and that feeling that you have, that's the feeling that you're going to help other women experience. And I, I know that like I keep like I keep turning <laughs> up, but like I just want you to have a crystal clear picture of why this is worth pursuing. Yeah. Because the hope that you want to offer, because this breaking the cycle that you want to help other women do for themselves, this pride that you want to see them experience in themselves, that's what's going to keep you going even when you maybe don't have clients or when yeah. you don't have consult calls or when you're not getting leads on social media. Like this is what's going to keep you going. Do you get that? Like, like what do you think? I've seen what you're saying. I love that. Yeah, that makes me so excited. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you're excited. So I feel like you're going on the right track. Like you're on the right course. You're headed there. But let's talk about practically what do you want to do next as far as actually launching as a coach? Because I know we just started working together and you probably didn't think yeah. that we would be doing this this quickly. But I think that you could start doing steps even this week to help set yourself up to have that business. So talk to me about like, what's your timeline? Like, what do you think about as far as becoming a coach, starting your coaching business this month even? What do you think about that? This month? You think I can do that? Oh, goodness. You could. You could. I mean, yeah, that would be really cool if I did. Um, I know I need a website. Um, who says you need a weapon? That's true. Um, I need a client. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Well, yeah I, I need to figure out my strategies that I'm going to okay. use. Um, okay. Uh, okay. What, what do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to get your first client like soon? Do you want to start taking consult calls? How do you feel when I say, Hey, let's get you ready to become a coach. Do you feel like you are ready to step into that or do you still have some hesitation? Maybe a little hesitation just because I feel like I have to have a website and I have to do it. Like, I feel like I have to do that, but like, I don't really have to, like you said, I don't, who says you need a website? Um, okay. So, okay. So you think that you have a whole bunch of have tos. So yeah. like, need to have a website I need to have what other things do you feel like you need to have an email list an email list okay which is bs but okay <laughs> you have an email list. I'm glad you said that because I feel like everything's like email list you need a website like da -da 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 -da. yeah and 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 as somebody who, like, I listen to a lot of business podcasts, I've watched stars, yeah. I've been really focused on growing my business the right way, and I yeah. 
same as you where I'm thinking, I have to have an email list. I have to grow my email list. But honestly, out of the like half dozen or so clients that I've worked with just these past few months, not a single one of them has come from my email. And I don't even know if those people actually like read my emails or yeah. if, you know, that is what really changed things for them to where they wanted to work with me. I think more so it was actual conversations. And so yeah. I want you to stop thinking about like, oh, I have to have this email list or I have to have this website because that's not where the sale happens. The sale happens when you're actually talking to a person and you are able to show them the hope and show them the, the future that you can offer them. And they realize, yeah, I want that. And that doesn't happen in an email usually, you know, in my, or a website, or a website, it might warm them up and it might get yeah. them more interested, but you can still get a client without having any of those things. In fact, my first, my first two clients, I want to say they came about before I had an email list. Before I, you know, really had a nice website, I, I think I maybe had like a, like a first draft of a coaching website, but it wasn't all that detailed. I, I feel like it wasn't very formatted well. So they just came about because I got on a call with them and I sat them down and I helped show them what the future could hold for them and they wanted it. So I don't know. I just, I, I kind of want to challenge all of these. Oh, I have to, I have to do this. Yeah. I like that. It takes a lot of stress off myself too, which is, has been like what's holding me back from actually doing it. So yeah, you're right. I don't have to have all that to do it. Like, yeah. Now if, if you were listening, I don't know which episode specifically you listen to, but in the make money as a life coach podcast, one of the things that Stacey Bayman says repeatedly is, there's only three things you need to do to be a coach. The first is to tell people or meet as many people as possible. The mm -hmm. second is to tell people that you are a life coach. And then the third is to make offers to help them. And it, that can look different for everybody. Some people maybe want to meet as many people as possible through Instagram. So then they would make a lot of their offers through Instagram. They would have stories, they would have posts. And for a while like that, that has been me, but other people, and this is where I'm actually gravitating more toward, other people are now using Facebook groups and building actual communities. And that's what I really want to focus on. I think that you would benefit from as well. It's building a community because Instagram just doesn't offer that. And it's really hard to build yourself as an authority when they don't see you in a community type sphere. So what I love to do in my group now is I show up live and I tell them I'm a coach. I'm meeting, you know, people who are coming to watch my videos, whether, you know, they were invited by a friend to my group or I invite them to my group and then I'm making offers to help them I'm giving them a quick win I'm showing them you know oh here's a strategy you can try and then I'm saying hey you know if you have interest we can talk more about my program so I'm, I'm focusing more on Facebook now and that is a totally valid way to do it as well now also I just released the podcast episode this morning with another life coach named Diana Kerr and she's a life coach for Christian go-getter women. And her whole thing is that she is actually social media free. And we actually talked about that in the episode, if you want to listen to it. She talks about how she realized that she wants to find her clients through her email list. And that's where she focuses most of her efforts on. And it works for her. Nice. Now, I've done email lists. And I haven't quite cracked the code to get it to work for me just yet. It definitely warms people up, but it's not like people are booking clarity calls left and right from my email. 
So I'm kind of taking a step back from the emails and figuring out other techniques. But what I'm trying to tell you is that it can look different for everybody, but the point is to find what works for you and to find where you get to have most of those interactions where you're making offers to help them. So what do you think about that? I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. When you think about what that might mean for you, what do you think of? Uh, the Facebook group and Instagram. Is that what you mean? Like, which? Yeah. 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 Probably those. Yeah. I would say start with the Facebook group. It doesn't matter if you have just 10 people in it or if you have 100 people in it. Whoever is in that group, you can still offer value to them that they, that they receive, that they gain insight from, that they are inspired by, and that could eventually lead to them becoming a client. So I would say Facebook group is probably a good first step for you then. Um, now, as far as what you're going to be doing in that Facebook group, what are the things that you're most passionate about coaching women on? The mindset, mindset and the victim, like, mentality. Victim mentalities, yeah. Just coming out of, like, the cycle. Mm, yeah. Breaking the cycles. Yeah. There's nothing for you. <laughs> yeah. But keep you there. I would say that whenever you do start your group, one of the best first things you can be doing is to start sharing more of your story of how you used to have the victim mentalities, but now you don't how you used to have those negative mindsets, but now you find that there's so much more freedom in having a more confident mindset instead. You can talk about how you've had cycles in your life that you've been able to break, you know, as a mom or as a wife or just as Emily, like just as who you are, even in your relationships. I, you know, your relationship with your parents. I know that that's a tough one, but maybe that's something that you want to talk more about. And what's so great about Facebook group is that it's kind of private. You know, you can make it a private group. You can share your story, share your testimonies, and don't have to worry about all the outsiders looking in and having it affect the way that you show up. Because the people who are in your group should be the people who are your ideal clients who like, you know, are there and like, you know, willing to be vulnerable as well and won't take your vulnerability and use it against you. Um, so I think, okay, I'm like all about this. I think that that Facebook group really is a great first step for you. That's so exciting. Okay. Do I have to have a name? Like just <laughs> Yeah, you should probably have a name. Um, okay. We can talk about that. I mean, I okay. know that, well, let me look back at our list. So primarily you want to work with moms who have negative mindsets about life or motherhood, moms who feel like their own victim, moms stuck in their fears and lies, moms who are trying to find their purpose or are feeling purposeless. I think that there's a lot of different ways you can, you can market your group. There's a lot of different ways you can name it and you can kind of market it. I feel like you keep coming back to this idea of mindset and victim, like this word <laughs> victim. And it might kind of sound a little bit harsh for a group name, but there might <laughs> but there could be something around that, you know? So maybe your group might be something like, um, I mean, it's hard because I always, the first word I always think of is empowered because that's like the word that like has meant so much to me. So I'm like, oh, you could call it like empowered moms, you know, like, but it really can be whatever you think resonates most with you, but communicates what they can expect. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have that as an action step for you to start brainstorming names for your group. And I'll make a couple suggestions of like what to be looking for. I would say 
you know, look for something that, first of all, it resonates with you because if you don't love the name, then like you're not going to be excited about it. So something that like you love and are excited about, um, something that maybe communicates what they can expect or how you are positioned to help them. Um, I would say a name that a name that is easy to find when they search it. So for example, one of the reasons why my podcast is a lot of people that, you know, connect with on Instagram, they say, Oh, I found you through your podcast. And the reason why people are finding my podcast is because they're all searching new mom in their yeah. podcast app. And my podcast is soul care for the new mom. So I immediately had a win just from that because in yeah. my title, I literally put the word that they are searching. So maybe think about something that's easy to find in a search, you know? So it's something, something that says mom or something that says, you know, maybe even like Christian mom, if you want to focus exclusively on working with Christian moms. Um, okay. Okay, so I kind of feel guilty for doing that. Is that, <laughs> I don't know why, but I I do want to work with, like, solely just Christian moms. Like, is that bad of me? Like, why do you think it's bad? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, because I feel like, does that blog people out that could still benefit? Like, but I also don't want to get, like, I mean, this is the nicest way because I'm not a mean person, but I don't want to get like weird people that are going to be like there to just like, they're like, like, tell me what crystals to use. (laughs) Right. Right. So like, (laughs) I mean, not in the nicest way because like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I think there's, there's a few different ways I I can answer this. Let me, let me see. Um, you say that you want to work with Christian moms primarily. Okay. Yeah. Like 100%, but I feel guilty for saying that. Guilty. Okay. Because you're afraid it's keeping people out. Yeah. And okay. I don't like shutting people out. Right. But is it possible that if you were to open it up to everyone and everything that you wouldn't show up in the way that you most need to show up? Because if you had all these people who weren't aligned with your beliefs and you're Mm -hmm. trying to talk about clinging to truth, clinging to God, and you're trying to, you know, coach them through these things. If you know that all these people who are not aligned with that are watching you, it might change your messaging in a way that ends up making you feel guilty as well. Yeah. And I don't want that. So I like how you put that. That makes me feel less, a lot less, well, no, no guilt at all. Cause Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, not to say that you won't be able to help moms who don't have those beliefs. Um, one of my clients right now, she's the first client I've ever had who I don't think is a believer. And we've never talked about Jesus. We've never talked about the Bible in any of our coaching sessions. And we've had, we've been working together for a couple months now. And I don't feel like she, of course I, you know, I I want her to have that, but I don't feel like it's preventing her progress. I don't think it's preventing her growth, but even still she knows and everyone knows because I, I make sure that it's, you know, it's obvious that I love to work with Christian moms because that is where I believe that I can most serve and most help. It doesn't mean that I can't help others. Of course I'm, you know, I'm helping her, but like, I'm not trying to 
um, cater to everybody and then losing some of my messaging and losing some of what I really do believe. So I, I think there's I feel like that's what I did with YouTube. Like I tried to make it like around Christian moms and then I was like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to reach enough people. Like that was that cycle that stops me that I just felt like I was shutting people out. Um, well, it, but, does it matter if you, like, what does enough people even mean? You know, like, I don't, you know. Know. I don't even know. That's the thing. Like, it's silly. It's just a silly, silly thought. Like, because I feel like God has been like, oh, I've been like, God, like, doesn't everybody need help? Like, doesn't everybody need this? And he's like, of course, yeah, but there's other people that can reach those people. And he's like, I want, I feel like he's saying, like, I want you with Christian moms because Christian moms are still hurting and need help. So that has been like, mm, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well then I say run with that then. Especially if you like, you know, like that's the direction that you're being pulled in. I say go with that. Um, doesn't mean you can't change it later. I think like we forget, like we can always change later. You know, lots of people change their niche. They change their messaging. They figure out that they want to serve a different group of people because maybe they're best suited to serve them. They didn't even realize it. Like now, like as I'm, so uh, my current clients, they all want to become coaches. You do, another woman does, a, a woman that like I just finished working with, like she just launched her coaching business and it's making me question, oh my gosh, am I in the wrong niche? Like, should I be like a coach for coaches? Like, is this a thing? But the thing is, I'm not getting caught up in that because right now I'm happy with my niche of just working with moms in any capacity, you know, Christian moms with anxiety, you know, with, you know, anger. And then eventually I'm open to it evolving, but I don't have to figure that out now. And I don't want you to feel like you have to figure everything out now either. Um, I say just start somewhere and then just keep like, like hold it with open hands if you need to. And just see like if God leads you in a different way. Yeah, I like that with open hands. Because I feel like that is a big thing of like why I don't get anywhere is because I'm like, oh, my hands are close. I can't do anything. So like going with open hands. <laughs> I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm making notes of all these. Okay, do you feel like, you, what other questions do you have as far as, making a Facebook group, beginning to find those ideal clients? What, what, it, what kind of questions you have, or maybe even just fears that you have? Actually doing it scares me. I don't know why. Are you sure you don't know why? Well, I feel like it's cause I'm like, well, yeah, I actually, I do because I'm scared. It's going to be the whole cycle thing again that I like, I get so excited. And then like I hit rock bottom and then I'm like, no, I'm done. Like, when really I should just like get myself back up and keep going like I know I can do that but I think just the fear of it happening over and over and over and over again um but like you said I can use that as like testimony like yeah you know. absolutely yeah nope. and odds are that some of the women you are coaching are they have their own dreams and their own passions that they want to pursue and they have the same fear they have that same fear of is it going to fizzle out am I going to fail and you 
if you like, you know, if you really do work through this fear and you really do launch this for yourself, like that in and of itself is evidence that you can then offer them of, Hey, I used to be just like that. I had a YouTube channel before that I did this. I thought I was going to be a doula. Like I'll, you know, you can walk them through, walk them through your whole journey, but then show them this confidence that you have, which I do believe that you have deep down and is continuing to grow. I do believe that you have this growing confidence in you. You can show them and offer that to them and say, I want you to have that same confidence. Even if things don't turn out the way you think they will, I want you to keep like keep moving forward in the direction that you feel led versus staying stuck and thinking, I'm just going to fail. So why even try? Yeah. yeah. I'm always... I always feel like that's a constant battle for me. Like, should I even do it? I'm just going to fail. Like I literally set myself up for failure. Cause I'm like, you're going to fail. So I need to like, just stop that right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't even let that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to assign you another journal prompt and this one will probably be shorter, but it's just the question. How am I breaking the cycle right now? Like it could be, it could be a cycle of anything, a cycle of, you know, you as a mom, a cycle of you in your creative endeavors, you know, it could be a cycle, any type of cycle, but how, how am I actively breaking the cycle right now? Like at this current season in my life, because I think that you are doing that. And the more you recognize that about yourself, I think the more it's going to push you to keep going. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Um, let me see. So, okay. Going back to the, when, when you did listen to that podcast, um, did you listen to the episode, how to get consults? No, I didn't. Okay. Okay. That's going to be the one that I want you to listen to next because it'll prepare you for what is the first step that, you know, goes into getting clients, which is doing consult calls, which I know is very intimidating. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of pressure on it because not only are you trying to offer value and you're trying to coach them a little bit, but you're also trying to sell to them. And yeah. that's where the, that's where things can go sideways, where you get over eager or you undersell or you, you know, don't know how to approach it. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to listen to that one, but before you even do any consult calls, I want to talk about you possibly doing practice coaching calls. Um, with friends or with people who, you know, maybe have been following you for a while, who are kind of like your cheerleader in a way, like, you know, that they love your content. They've been there from the beginning. Um, can you think of people like that? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of people in mind. Yeah. Okay. Um, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell them, Hey, I'm working with a coach right now and I am stepping into this role of becoming a coach for moms. And I would love the opportunity to offer you a free one hour coaching call. I know that one hour is a long time, but I want you to see what you can do with one hour. Um, okay. I want you to offer this to them before our next session together. It doesn't mean you have to do it. I get something down on the calendar. To at least, okay. I, I want to say at least two people. Okay. Um, okay. So I have another fear. Like, do I have to, of course, you know, I want to have everything figured out. Do I need to have like, a sh like, how do you go into a call? Like, I don't know how to like, you got to have some plan, right? Or do you just 
Do you think like, I have a plan? I do because like you seem like you have one. <laughs> well, like with the question, maybe maybe just some questions. That's exact. Okay. All right. Well, here's I'm about to blow your mind. I'm about to blow your mind. I never go into a call with a plan, ever. I only go in with at least one good question. And usually my question is, what are your goals? What do you, what are you working towards? You know, what is it that you're getting hung up on or where do you feel stuck? Those are the questions that I ask because that directs the conversation and tells me, okay, this is what we need to work on. I never go in with an agenda of like, Hey, today we're going to talk about X, Y, Z. Like I always leave it up to the person who's being coached because I want them to be the one directing it and seeing that like they have the ability to navigate these conversations for themselves. Cause eventually I'm not going to be their coach anymore. And I want them to know that they can ask themselves these hard questions. They don't need me. They just need some good questions maybe. Yeah. And that can come from themselves even. So, so I don't think you have to have a plan. I think maybe just start out with some really good questions of what are your goals? You know, where do you feel stuck? Um, I mean, it would help if the people that you ask are people who you maybe have a little bit of knowledge of, of like, okay, are, do they have anxiety? Do they maybe have anger? Are they struggling in their marriage? Like at least have somewhat of an idea so that you know where the call might end up. But I say okay. leave it up to them of what they most need to be coached on based on what they're feeling stuck on or maybe what their biggest fears are. Um, what do you think about that? That makes it a lot less stressful. <laughs> or like a lot less, not stressful, but like fear like that I had of that. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I say come prepared with questions, not necessarily a plan. Okay. Um, well, then how do you know, okay, different, but how do you know, like, what you're doing is, like, working, like, because you want to see, like, them have results, but how do you know, well, I guess, like, I'm just talking to you, like, I'm talking to you, is, like, yeah. showing yeah. results. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, mean, I, I get what you're saying. In the time that you've been working with me, this call, and then the call before this, do you feel like I've been doing a lot of preaching like oh you need to do that you need to do this you here's a strategy here's a tool or is it more so that I'm just asking questions and pulling just in asking questions. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that's the biggest secret that people don't realize it's that coaches they don't coach in the way that you would picture a coach coaches the best coaches the coaches that are really effective are the ones that pull things out of the client that were already in it really is the secret is the questions so um and he and here's what i want you to do i want you to offer the practice call and then after the after the call i want you to ask for a testimonial okay um it, you know if they're open to it if you feel like they benefited from it if it was just like a big flop and you're like wow this was not this did not go well then maybe they'll ask for a testimonial but if you know that they took away something beneficial um, I would say ask for a testimonial because that is really big when you're building a business of having 
of having these results that you can then show people of, Hey, I worked with a woman and this is what she said after working with me. I, I get testimonials from everybody like paid clients, my practice, even my practice clients. Like I use their testimonials in order to get my paid clients. Like I work, I get to like, even from our mom empowered virtual retreat, I took a couple of those and I'm like, that's a testimonial. It maybe wasn't like a three month thing that we had together, but it was still sessions where I was coaching them. They benefited from it. And now I can put that on my website as evidence that this actually works and this actually helps. So, so be thinking about how you can get a testimonial from them. Um, specifically about, well, you know what, after you do a call, I'll coach you on how to do that. I, I don't want to give you too much at one time. So let's just, let's a call on the calendar and let's see, and let's see if you can kind of like start to picture yourself as a coach after doing this. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you are here to push me and encourage me because God, I'm going to be sitting on the couch like crying about like, I'm never gonna make it. Like sometimes all we need is that person just to like as you say, empower us to do it. Like do you feel like um do you have any final questions or any sort of like hang ups or thoughts or struggles that we haven't had a chance to address just yet? Uh yeah, so the the strategies, like don't just how do I go about that? Do I like sit down and write them out or like, do I even need to like, mm, okay. That's okay. So I'm going to make that an action step for you. It's another journal prompt, but just, okay. I would say, ask yourself if I had to sit down with a woman and tell her the five biggest things that have helped me break my cycles. Okay. what would those things be? And I try, try to make it practical because that's what people usually are looking for. Of course, there can be like deeper elements to it. Like declarations is something very practical, but it feels very deep when you're talking about it. Cause it's like, oh man, it's about our thoughts and our fears and our triggers. Like it's, it's a deep concept, but it's still a very practical step. Yeah. Um, so I would say, ask yourself that of like, what are the top five things that really helped me? and see just what you come up with. And we can talk more about that on our next call at the very end when we get a chance to, to chat about that as well. So I can help you refine it and figure out, okay, is this something to maybe market? Is this something to make a live video on? Because um, I bet there's gonna be some good stuff there. So later today, I'm gonna send you all these notes so that you'll have them. Did you like having the PDF? Yes, I, even, I laminated it. <laughs> Get off my refrigerator. <laughs> Why did you laminate it? That's so funny to me. Because <laughs> I didn't want to get messed up or like. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. That's hilarious to me. I love it so much. Okay, well, good. Well, I'm glad that we got a chance to chat today. And I will check in with you in a couple days, okay? All right. Thank okay. you. Right. Enjoy the rest of your day.